Welcome to Contracting Conversations. My name is Jim Valley, and I'm joined by my co-host, Scott Williams. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Steve Fasco. He's DAU's subject matter expert for personal services. So this is part three of our four-part series on personal services on government's dependence on contractors. So that's this one. This, this part is on government's dependence on contractors. So welcome back, Steve. Hey, thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. No problem. We're glad to have you back. We'll have you one more time. So what are we going to cover today? Well, today we'll be discussing government dependence on contractors, like you said. Um, with that, some of the challenges, um, the contractors function, and talking about those benefits and rewards as they relate to personal services. So, Steve, is the government becoming more or less dependent on contractors these days? Yeah, for sure. Uh, government is becoming increasingly dependent on contractors to perform a myriad of functions within this workforce. So through repeated downsizing of government employees, you know, functions previously performed by these individuals, government employees, have been replaced by contractors. So we're seeing trends towards contracting out government functions. Um, and this has been pretty significant and caused considerable changes within the workplace. So given that factor, Steve, does this cause issues regarding inherently governmental functions? Yeah, great point. Um, so according to the Office of Management and Budget, OBM Circular A76, which I'm sure many people have heard about, inherently governmental activity is an activity that is so intimately related to the public interest as to mandate performance by government personnel. So additionally, certain services and actions that are not considered to be inherently governmental functions may approach being in that category because of the nature of the function. Uh, the manner in which the contractor performs the contract or the manner in which the government administers the contract performance. You see, the government is required to obtain its employees by direct hire under competitive appointment or other procedures required by civil service laws. So government personnel are employees of the government that are hired, fired, supervised, and rewarded by the government. Contractor personnel are employees of the contractor and are subject to the terms and conditions of their individual contract with their employer and applicable terms and conditions of their employer's uh, contract with the government. So, Steve, you mentioned previously that we are not allowed to supervise contractor personnel because this could create a de facto personal services situation. So if this is the case, how can we ensure the work gets done? This is the million-dollar question that I get asked more often from government employees. And frankly, there is no real simple answer to this. The need or want for personal services contracts in DOD continues to increase while we still maintain this prohibition on these contracts, um, and which has remained stagnant for a very long time. Services continue to struggle filling their requirements without the appearance of personal services contracts. So as this dependency on contractors in the DOD workforce increases, the task of managing the contractor personnel becomes more challenging. So in a classic non-personal services contract, the government delegates a function to the contractor. Firstly, in a personal services contract, 
the government retains this function, but the contractor personnel staff the effort. So regardless as to whether a contractor is performing under a personal or non-personal services contract, it is important to note the relationship is contractual. Thus, contractors are only authorized to perform within the constraints of their contract. This relationship can inadvertently convert the non-personal service contract to a de facto personal services contract which is a misuse of appropriated funds and a violation of the Anti-Deficiency Act. Well, thanks, Steve. I just a uh, follow-up question to kind of how that all relates is a lot of managers like to show appreciation to their contractors through coins or certificates of appreciation, et cetera, different methodology. Can you reward contractor personnel for outstanding performance? Well, although we see this happen all the time within our offices, within the government, these actions should really be discouraged. The contractor should recognize their own employees. If a contractor employee is performing in an outstanding manner, the contracting officer should be notified, and then he or she can provide feedback to the contractor. Remember, in a non-personal services contract, the contractual relationship is with the contractor, not the individual performing on the contract. Rewarding the individual contractor employee can give the appearance of personal services. Thus, specific statutes for award programs, um, there's two separate ones, one for military, which is 10 U.S. Code 1124 and 1125. And for civilian, it's 5 U.S. Code 4511 through 4513. There is actually no statutory authority for giving coins to contractors, except we cannot use funds to purchase the coins, but we cannot use certificates to recognize contractor or individual contract employees. Well, Steve, I, I see that happening a lot in my contracting career, especially uh, when I was overseas in the contingency environment. So is there anything else you want to discuss before we move on to uh, next session? Yeah, we'll be discussing government responsibility and issues with direct supervision and personal relationships and how to prevent these de facto personal services. Thanks, Steve. Hey, folks, that's all the time we have for today. But please, if you haven't already, subscribe to our Contracting Conversations channel, type any comments below to include your questions for future discussions, and spread the word of this channel to your peers and to those you supervise or lead. Let us help you answer their questions, and we look forward to having future contracting conversations with you.